Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400 plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, Ricardo. We are back in the same room. We are, and what a morning it has been. Funny. <laughs> yeah. I was very late. We were supposed to be at a meeting together, and something got mixed up on your schedule, perhaps. I don't even know what you are talking about. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. We are airing this episode on July 4th, so happy birthday, America. Yeah, 1776, Independence Day here in the United States. And what I'll do is I'll read the gospel then. So it's also the 14th Sunday in ordinary time. I'd say most importantly, of course, as we come together on the day of the resurrection every Sunday. So I'm going to read the gospel then. And you are reading from Mark's gospel, chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his native place, and among his own kin, and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. I want to point out all three readings today. So we're going to focus on the gospel as we always do, but all three readings, prophecy and and speaking. You're going to see that in all of them just really clearly, especially Ezekiel, the first reading, the prophet Ezekiel, and even the second reading, St. Paul will, in his own way, on speaking and prophecy. Which is the point of the gospel. People in the synagogue don't like what they're hearing because Jesus exercises his prophetic dimension, and that's what happens. And they start wondering, don't, don't we know this person? Isn't he part of the, of the group, part of us? So why is he saying these things we don't like? So what could Jesus be teaching that they didn't like? What do you think? It's a really good question. I hadn't quite thought about the specifics of that, but whatever he's teaching, he's speaking the words of God. You know, that's what a, what a prophet does in Judeo-Christian context. But here's the thing about prophecy and where, what I think might be going on here. Prophets can be irritating, you know, when they speak the truth mm-hmm. and they speak things that people don't want to hear. And the fact that there's people being upset here makes me curious, very curious uh, as well. What exactly is he speaking? 
And that would be a, a great homily to, to try to guess or try to explain what, what is Jesus telling them that they don't like. We know that Nazareth was, uh, it's, it's not Capernaum where he will go later, which is near the lake and probably more open to, to commerce and to exchange of cultures and everything. Nazareth is inside, it's, it's in, in the countryside. And it may be part of the closeness of mind that Jesus is trying to denounce here and, and beginning to preach a, a gospel that is universal in, in, and, and he will be very critical of the, the, the laws of purity and impurity or, or how to deal with foreigners or not and, and women and all these things that will be, maybe this is a, a beginning of that prophetic career and, and he begins here with his own people and that's, that's the first thing they accuse him of, of not being like us, you know? Mm-hmm. And doesn't this happen often? Aren't you a priest? How, how are you saying the things you say? Or aren't you a Christian? Why do you say that? Even when we try to say a, a truth, or, or when precisely when we try to tell a truth that seems to be attempting to open people's minds. And that's the tricky part in both hearing something or especially speaking something. Am I really speaking from a place of prayer? Am I really speaking of the words of God? Or, you know, a world today where we all want to shout out our opinion to, to anyone who will remotely listen or we think is listening, you know, we think it's just right. Is, is that sanctimony is, is really a challenge and I think has been in recent history. So we've always got to be really careful about that as well. And I do say, you know, true prophets of God can be irritating. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean we go out and irritate people and and tell people what they want. So I guess this is a long way of saying prophecy and that whole concept and our obligation to be prophets is something that really needs to be rooted in prayer and really carefully exercised is something very serious that we have. As priests, we know that some of our, we've all seen priests trying to provoke scandal almost by by preaching something very super original. But you are right when w- there is a very fine line between preaching prophecy and preaching something to to get people out of place you know just for the sake of of being different so it's it's a very very thin line there yeah what happens in the end though with jesus what is his assessment of what happened here look at the what does the last line say he was amazed at their lack of faith. What a strong statement. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, just, it's just very, I don't know if that's Mark or Jesus, what's the balance there and kind of phrasing it that way, but amazed at their lack of faith. What a really condemning statement of, of this situation here. But I think it actually connects with what we've said here of everything else that's going on. Jesus's assessment here is what is their faith? There's a lot of other ways you could analyze these people here, but just really amazed at their lack of faith. And then he walked away. He was able to do a few things, but he walked away. And this is what I'm very excited about with this gospel is it's a continued reminder of Jesus always moving forward. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do some things here, but I don't need to hold on too long. I propose to you that that if we would preach, first of all, two parts. The first part, what is Jesus preaching that upsets his people? And second, what would Jesus preach to us today in this specific congregation, Christ King or St. Bernard's or Sacred Heart? What would Jesus preach here that would offend us while being prophetic, not, not insulting people, still saying things in a way that people can hear? Because that's the other problem, that sometimes we say something that can be very prophetic, but the other person can cannot get it simply because it's not prepared to, to get it or the way we say it. But that would be a great homily also. What would Jesus preach to his people that he offended them 
and what he would preach to us that he would offend us. I know this is a little bit of a cliche, but it is very true when you're dealing with people and you're dealing with faith communities. We know this as priests, but by just human standards and the standards that people use, Jesus would be a very unpopular pastor. Oh, we've said this before. Yeah, I think we, we've said this and we know it very much so. I think the two of us who are really trying to do good, we're active in our parishes. But yeah, Jesus would be thrown out of here. And you, you actually see it right here. Those closest to him are not real impressed by what mm-hmm. he's saying. Many people, I suppose, will, will pay attention to the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon and, and the fact that he has sisters. I don't even think that we need to explain it. It's, it's, it's like I, I remember once going to Mexico with a parishioner and, and he told me, this is my cousin, this is my cousin, this is my cousin. Everybody was his cousin, you know? Right. Because that's, that's the, the closeness of family in other cultures. So it doesn't worry me. You know, you see that word in English there and you can kind of get stuck there. And I think it's worth saying. So this is probably not the uh, the understanding of brothers and sisters like we understand it, but in a Jewish and a Semitic understanding and usage of those words, it would be like that. It would be cousins or extended family. And it's simply not the point of the gospel. The point of the gospel, I believe, is that Jesus is a prophet. And here he begins this prophetic career, so to speak, and, and even or especially his own people cannot understand him. I'm obsessed with the idea that the right homily here is what did he preach to his people that they didn't like and what would he preach to us today, to this specific community where this gospel is being proclaimed, what would would he preach to us that he would offend us? I like that. I think that's an excellent idea. You've, you've left me speechless because I, I may did think you take about notes? that. I may think about that as well. I'm looking for a pen, actually. I have one. I have one, but you've been so critical of me today with <laughs> skipping a meeting for the first time in my life that I think I'm not, not going to borrow. You normally, when I can borrow a pen, you're not. You're going to say no today. Nope. <laughs> all right, we'll start fresh next week. Would that be all right? Excellent. Good. Happy Independence Day. Happy holiday weekend to all of you listening. I know I'm I'm an American by adoption. I have dual citizenship, but but it's one of the. I do like this Fourth <laughs> of July thing. <laughs> That's right. All right, we'll see you next week. Take care.